What's up, MuggleCast listeners? If you want to make an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. Get your own .com domain name for as low as $1.99. Plus, world-class hosting, fast and easy website builders, and much more. Plus, as a listener of MuggleCast, enter code RON, that's R-O-N, when you check out, and get your .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. This week's MuggleCast is also brought to you by Borders. Prepare for the upcoming release of Book 7 by catching a glimpse of where it all began. During the month of April, you can purchase Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on DVD for only $14.99 at Borders. Also, be sure to reserve Book 7 at Borders at 40% off and get a free sticker. Choose from Trust Snape or Snape is a very bad man. Because Jamie is special. This is MuggleCast episode 84 for April 5th, 2007. Okay, hello everyone, welcome to MuggleCast episode 84. This is a special episode due to me being an absolute idiot and missing my train. What do you all think of that? <laughs> I donated. Did you donate? I wouldn't donate to that. I think we should tell the full story. Oh, wait, 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 hold, hold, happened, on, hold, hold on, I, I donated. We've already told the full story. Well, just I know you did, Mikey. But, but no one knows how much I donated, Jamie. Well, it was very generous donation. I donated a lot with 0. $0.01 and uh, PayPal let them know. How much I sent them and everything. Did that cost you money? So. And we were just over, you know, overjoyed Mikey with that obviously very generous donation. Of course, oh, I was not laughing at you. I at hear all. static. No. So basically, so basically, since we told the story, Ben. No, hold on, hold on. Well, since Jamie can't drive, they had to take no. the train in the London. And how many times have you rode the train? That's the real question. Um, well, let me count. The- there was that time five years ago when I jumped on it for, you know, 20 minutes quickly. There was that time. Sick. How am I supposed to know how many times I've ridden the train? Well, I don't know. You've ridden it plenty, haven't you? Loads of times, yeah. Well, Loads then how can hundreds. you screw up this big? Like a 700, you know... Well, I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> I completely, completely forgot that you You did it on purpose, didn't you? You did it on purpose. exactly. You see, I love wasting 400 pounds. It's, <laughs> it's my favourite thing in the world, so I thought I'd, you know, waste 400 uh, more. The cat's but out anyway, of the bag um, now, Jamie. It is. I know. It's terrible. But since it's to celebrate, you know... This show is, is to celebrate an extremely s- funny and silly event. I thought that we'd make it a very funny and silly show. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through all of the segments that we used to have on the show, and we're going to do something for all of them. Well, most of them. Uh, we are going to do chapter by chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Um, I wonder why as well. That's so now my favourite. Well, mine too, but you know. <laughs> I was just too excited so we can get it on. Now we have a few announcements. You know, 
I'm reading this uh, right off the uh, show plans, and I'm trying to sound like Andrew to try and do as, as well as him, but it's actually quite hard. I have a newfound respect for the guy. Don't respect Andrew. Um, okay. Don't mm. respect. Respect Toots. Exactly. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I respect Toots. I think we should call him Simsy, because I, I was calling that. I think we should call him Simsy. But you know, I thought that everyone called him Andrew, but when I went to, to, to his school for the day, everyone just calls him Sims. Everyone calls him Sims. All right, Sims. Hey, Sims. That's so, weird. Yeah, I, I couldn't... I, I think we should just call him that. Well, I think no, we should call him Simsy, because it's a little bit further. Simsy, yeah. It's like, what's it up, is, Simsy? It, it, it's a cute name as well. Well, it's see, I, I usually call him other names, but I can't... Like, <laughs> you <laughs> can't really say them on the <laughs> Yeah, I can't really show, say them right? on air. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Enlightening 2007, Jamie, Andrew, and myself are going to be there, and Micah are going to be there. Um, there's a, we're going to be a podcast open to the public. We're going to be talking all about, you know... The movie, the book, our excitement, all that good stuff. There are 350 spaces for registered guests and 250 for the public. So, um, yeah, you can most likely, if you show up there, you're going to get a, a space. Uh, Philadelphia is really a, it's a really high, um, the per capita of Harry Potter fans I was pretty impressed with because when I was there this past, you know, I was on this book tour, book tour with Emerson mm. and, uh, um, there was a surprising amount of people at the Philadelphia event. There were more people there than there were at any of the other events, and there were close to 250. So it's pretty. It's pretty impressive, particularly wow. for a weeknight a weeknight event too. So, yep. And the podcast is going to be held on July 13th after dinner. Podcast Alley, go vote for us. We want to be number one. We want to be the best. We want to be the top Harry Potter podcast because we know you. You know you guys think we're the best. So. Show show some love, yo. And um, where is the love? I where is the love? The Black Eyed Peas had a similar sentiment. And also, Emerson and I have some more tour dates that I that I am pleased to announce for everybody right now. We don't have any times yet. We don't have any times in specific times. So those will be announced at a later date. But in Encinitas, in the San Diego area, we'll be there on May twenty fifth. Then we're going to be at Ote Ranch in the San Diego area. On May 26th, then we're going to be at Newport Beach on May 27th. Then we're going to be then we're going to be in Torrance, California, on May 31st. Cool. So um, these are all going to be at the Barnes and Noble locations. There, there'll be a website. Uh, I mean, excuse me, we already have the website MuggleNet. It'll have a page <laughs> with all of this information on there. The times you can be there. Of course, we'll be giving away prizes from Olivons. You know, talking about Harry Potter and having a good time with you fans. So. Come out and see us, and then later, later in June, we'll have uh, we have I think somewhere around twelve to thirteen stops in June. So yeah, get get excited. We're coming to a town near you. That's all through the Midwest and East Coast again. So thank you, Ben. And now we go to our first segment today, which is a new one, sort of extremely silly to celebrate the stupidness of the uh, event. This is make the connection in which. Um, the hosts have to make a connection between Harry Potter and a random book, film, movie, or whatever that I tell them to. Uh, this should be quite exciting. So, Laura, your connection is Harry Potter and Pride and Prejudice, the book. Okay. Um, Go. Well, I think that big themes in both Harry Potter and Pride and Prejudice are love and... <laughs> good. Very good. <laughs> over- overcoming pride and prejudice. So... Um, I mean, obviously, I know that the main character in Pride and Prejudice comes from a poor family, which is kind of like Ginny. And uh, I know that oh, geez. the guy, I actually haven't read the book, so I don't know any of this, but I know that <laughs> I know that the leading male does not like her at first. 
And Harry kind of didn't like Ginny. Like, he didn't dislike her, but he didn't have romantic feelings towards her in the beginning. And uh, not bad, not bad he, he did overcome Very it. Good. So. Ben, yours, you have to make a connection between Harry Potter and Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I have never read... I've never seen Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Uh, Come on. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of war. <laughs> there we go. There's tons of war. <laughs> There's tons of war in both of them. Two out of ten. Kevin, uh-huh. you have to make a connection between Harry Potter and Windows Vista. Okay, well, this one is easy. You know how... Have any of you ever reread Goblet of Fire? Yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes really, really slow at certain points and then speeds up suddenly? <laughs> exactly like Windows Vista. Wow. 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 <laughs> That's very good. You're the winner so far, but Mikey, I have quite a difficult one for oh, you. No. You have to make a connection between Harry Potter and elephant gestation periods. So come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say both are pretty awesome. And uh, <laughs> and right there, right there, that's that's a connection that uh that the two have. Anything else to add? Um, and both are kind of graphic. You know, it, Harry Potter is not really a children's <laughs> book, um, but it is at the same time. Um, that's as much as I can think of off the top of my head. Thank you for that one, Jamie. It's okay. That's a pretty good job. But how about you, Jamie? Very good. How about Harry Potter and? Making a train on time. Uh, well, I think this is very, very important because Harry Potter is all about responsibility, caring for, for your friends, which I failed in completely because I was supposed to get Andrew and Sam to London and I completely failed. So unlike Harry, who's going to... Uh, actually, that's a kind of anti-connection. <laughs> completely different, Harry Potter and uh, missing a train. Yeah, but Jamie, yeah. geez, at least when uh, Harry and Ron missed the train in Chamber of Secrets, Ron got him a car. <laughs> a flying car. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> They didn't cost the them ten million pounds. I just didn't think of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go on to our next segment. Uh, this hasn't been done for, for a while now. It's what if. So we ask a question, what if something in the books or movies completely changed? How would the series develop as a whole from there? And our question today is, what if Harry and Hermione had seen themselves when they had gone back in time in Prisoner of Azkaban? Laura? Um, Hermione would have said, does my hair really look like that from the back? And Harry would have been, <laughs> you have your mother's eyes. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously it wouldn't have been very good because, um, I mean, they talked about the consequences of that in the chapter and, I mean, they would have thought that there was some really, really dark magic going on. They would have gone insane. I mean, knowing the way Harry is, he might have, you know, gone kind of crazy and killed himself. You, you see, you say that, but don't you think they're extremely accepting? They'll think, you know, if... It's okay if there's I mean, another me, that's saw, okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But if I saw myself and myself explain, look, I've come back in time to to save, you know, a few people and stuff, would you believe them? I, no. I think I'd be tempted. <laughs> I would challenge myself to an arm wrestle. See who won. <laughs> oh, no, myself from uh, an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think anything would have happened. I don't know, man. I think I Harry think... would have flipped out and said, oh my gosh, my dad's alive. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dad! Dad! That's a good idea. And, uh, Where'd you get Sam, I can see him. I want to see him. Um, <laughs> well, he thought his dad saved him, so, you know, he did see himself. And That is true. And Hermione, you know, in the movie, does my hair really look like that? You know, that's, well, I think, I all think, would have happened. I don't think it matters if... Oh gosh, this is so hard to explain. I don't think it matters if 
the person who is actually traveling back in time sees the past self because they already know that's what happened. I think it's yeah, without knowing that they were actually going to go back in time. Yeah, that would be a little confusing. Well, I think for Harry, it's the biggest one because one, he didn't know about the time turner, but again, he still thought his dad was alive and his dad saved him. You know what I mean? And he realized he worked it out himself. He was waiting for his dad to show up, and he realized it wasn't his dad; it was himself. Yeah, but it, it, if you saw yourself close up, you would know it's you and not your dad. So well, fine, just just destroy my <laughs> theory, so, yeah. okay? Um. <laughs> Do you really think that he thought James was alive? I kind of yeah, take it I, yeah, as him thinking it was a spirit. I know, or something but. like that. I don't know, though. I think you. I don't know if Harry would accept, you know, hear from himself. Is Harry trusting or is he not trusting? Because I think he's a bit of both. He sort of, he trusts people easily, just like Dumbledore, but then because of all he's been through, perhaps he doesn't trust people as well. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I think especially after a couple of years um, at Hogwarts and learning about um, the dark arts and stuff, I, I, I think that Harry would be very suspicious of seeing himself. <laughs> just, you know, it walk- be weird, though. You- <laughs> seeing yourself i don't know anyway let, ben you're gonna be the main guy on this um now we haven't done this for a long long time we're, we're gonna spy on spots so you've been doing the book tour with him for a while where is he now what's he been do- doing um, what's he up to eating mcdonald's i don't know five in school he has he has five tests tomorrow <laughs> five in one day or three my bad that's still quite a lot in one day has he uh studied for them i uh, probably not <laughs> well what went on during the book tour what went on during the book tour? Uh, he forced me to drive the van because he's a jerk. His dad's van. His dad's big conversion van. You Why know, couldn't it, he drive it? Well, because he wanted to sit in the back and play Nintendo 64 with, with, <laughs> his, with his roommate. I was like, okay, whatever. Right, let's do our dueling club now because that hasn't been done for a while. Uh, we're going to continue the Pokemon references and do what would happen if Dumbledore faced off against Mewtwo. Mewtwo? I don't know, I don't know who Mewtwo is. You're, you're saying all these things I don't even know, dude. Like Saving Private Ryan. I don't even, <laughs> lots of wars. Tons of wars. I thought it was a good connection. It was, you know... There's a big war in both. I think that's fine. Well, who knows who Mewtwo is? Uh, isn't he a Pokemon? He is a Pokemon. <laughs> um, uh, I'm Google yeah. searching it. and uh... Wasn't he in the first movie? He was like the messed up version of another one. Of Mew, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mikey, well, uh, well, let's do one for you here. Instead of Dumbledore versus Mewtwo, I'm going to do Dumbledore versus Darth Sidious. Oh, wow. It's good versus dark right there. Uh <laughs> Well, Darth Sidious, yeah. you know, he he was very cunning, very Slytherin-like. You know, he manipulated a lot of people. You know, he was the he was the dark master in, in yeah. the their new trilogy of Star Wars. Uh, I'm going way too serious into this. Uh, no, no, no. It's but good, uh, it's Dump- good, Dumbledore, it's you know, he he he, you know, he started the Order of the Phoenix. He's you know, he's a protector of the light. I, I definitely think uh, I I'm going to say it. I think Dumbledore would win. You know, come on! If Luke Skywalker eventually wins, that whiny little Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah, that definitely. is definitely true. Yeah, yeah, event, if, true. You know, if Mark Hamill can eventually beat, you know, <laughs> send, uh, Emperor the Emperor, uh, yeah. I definitely think Dumbledore could with just a easily a couple wand flicks here and there. It says, uh, yeah. You, you, here's a question. Though. Here's a question. Does a lightsaber sort of um, absorb spells? Uh, yes, it would because we know for a fact that. Okay, so this is my Star Wars geek side coming out. Part of the dark side, they can use force lightning, and then there's also another planet where they are considered witches, that people that use the force, and a lightsaber can absorb force lightning and other force thrown 
items. So just like a spell, a lightsaber would be able to block it and absorb it. So yes. And here's a sort of um, for ten extra points. What substances? This is going to turn into a Star Wars podcast now. <laughs> but what substances can a lightsaber not cut through? Only another lightsaber. No, no, no. The, there's more. There's more. No, only another. There's more. I don't. I, no. I don't know. I. I saw it on Wikipedia, and that's the utmost, you know, um, source of information. Well, it, it, legitimate resource. There's other things that can't cut through, like you know, uh, like is it crick? No, no, not crick. No, no, it's, like, it's got like for, a uh, word. Other, okay, guys. Uh, for, no, no, like w- like what do you call? It? There's been a comic book where uh, a Jedi now. Master fought with his cane, but it was a forced enhanced, you know, cane. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah. So it's like you, it can't cut through everything, but like they're, they're, cut through any material. But it, the only other material that I can't cut through is another lightsaber. There's always Wikipedia, uh, guys. I'm sure there's something else. Perhaps I'm Wikipedia, wrong. Wikipedia, anyone? Well, I, I Google searched what can't a lightsaber cut through, and the question is posed. <laughs> can a lightsaber cut through Captain America's shield? I don't know. <laughs> uh, can it? I have uh, never... You know, I would okay, assume so. I, but okay, I, let's go back to Harry Potter, because that's what we're talking about here. I'm, uh, oh, but, yeah, but Star Wars. Mikey, Mikey, Star Wars Cortosis Ore is one of them, and Frick Alloy. Huh. According to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. See, now I'm not going to pay attention to this, guys. I'm going to end up looking up Star Wars facts online. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be. Oh, sorry, Mikey. I mean, Mikey, I mean, you're absolutely right. The only thing in the entire world that a lightsaber can't cut through is one more lightsaber. So, yeah. Well done. Right. Harry Potter. Good. Harry All Potter. Right. right. Um, we're going to go on to one more segment that hasn't been done for ages. Favorites. And uh, we're going to have, what would be your favorite book seven ending? And this isn't just if Harry dies or not. This is what, in total, would you want to happen? So what happens to each of the major characters? What do you want the final outcome of the war to be? I hope, no one says they hope Voldemort wins, but, you know, each to his own. So, Ben? Hmm. Favorite book seven ending. I want to see Harry die, because that would be the coolest thing ever. Hate me. Wouldn't you cry? No, I I would never cry over a book. Uh, Well, okay, I'll I'll probably cry when it's over. Like, when it's done. But I wouldn't cry over what happened in it, you know what I mean? I'll cry when it's all said and done. Like, oh my god, no more Harry Potter! Because, like, the other day I was sitting there thinking, I was like, this is crazy. We only have 784 pages of Harry Potter left ever. I know. Ever. Unless she writes a bit more. She's like, want to buy a new house. <laughs> bit too expensive. I'm going to write one more book. I'll do. Uh, Kevin, what, what do you think? What do you want? I, I agree. I like the idea what? of Harry dying. You want to Ron and well. Hermione. Yeah, Ron and Hermione living on, but Harry dying. Why? Why though? Oh, come on. I don't come know. I think it. I think it would be your reasons. No, I think it would be fitting with you know the way his life has been going. I think it would be actually a relief for him. I don't know. To Laura? die. Yeah, well, yeah, to die. <laughs> I mean, he lost all his friends and he lost his family. So, I mean, there there was that one episode, Jamie, where you talked about Harry opening up like a hot dog stand, and I think that would be pretty cool. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but people I don't would know. go just to buy a hot dog. For I have this, I have this horrible vision of Ginny dying. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sign my hot dog? <laughs> well, okay. Honestly, though, um. What would I like to see? I think I'd like to see, more than anything, justice done to, to the different characters. Like, you know, characters so like you Malfoy. Voldemort dead. Yeah, Voldemort dead. Harry getting what he deserves, which is a happy life with Ginny and lots of kids. Um, 
is Joe that kind of author? No, she's not. I mean, I mean, you would like to see that kind of thing. As for what we will see... You would. Well, do, do you well, see Ginny dying? I have, like, this horrible... Uh, like, I've thought about it, and what, I used Ginny to think dying. it a lot more than I do now. You, we see over here, like, soaps, sitcom things. Like, if one person kills another character... You know, and everyone's like, well, are they going to get caught? Are they not going to get caught? You always know they're going to, to get caught because TV producers over here can't show that crime pays. I don't know if this is the same. Yeah, that, it's pretty much the same here, too. It's the same. But, you know, the book's a different thing. She doesn't have to prove anyone to anyway, to, you know, to prove anything to anyone. It isn't like it's a, um, a role model for future books, you know. So do you think that justice is going to get served? Probably not. I, I mean, world I, I don't think everybody. it will because... I don't think not even necessarily that every yeah, I guess to some people, but I just don't think I mean something that Joe's made clear I think is that this is not a, uh, it isn't a fairy dream tale. world. Yeah, it's not a fairy tale. It's not. There's no happily ever after. And no, not. I would honestly, I'd be disappointed if she turned it into oh everyone lived. Yeah, everyone Harry and Jenny went off and had a perfect life together, and I exactly. think all it, those things. I, what I mean by when I say justice, I mean characters like Bellatrix Lestrange, who deserve to be blown into a million pieces for what she did. Obviously, it's not going to happen to everybody, but I think the perfect book seven is going to leave me... Well, first of all, it'll leave me like in tears. I'll be crying the whole way through. But it'll leave me wishing there was more, but at the same time thankful for what all I've gotten. And that's what I really want. I want something that really, you know, closes up all of the years, you know, and all of the experiences I've had out of Harry Potter. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Monkey? Um, I, 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 want, I do want Harry to live. I would really be sad if Harry died. Same here. I would as um, well. I just... Um, the reason, if Harry died, I, I would have very... I really wouldn't want to reread the series because he dies in the end. And I, I would hate to be jaded uh, with as much as I love Harry Potter, so j j jaded. Really, I, I thank you. you know, I, <laughs> really, I'd be happy with whatever outcome. Um, but I really want Harry to live, not to die. I just he—he's a person who just lives. That's the thing. He just you know he's the boy who lived. He's, he's got to he live. It's you not, know. I have to ask you guys but, a question. Yeah. The boy who lived for seven books and I honestly died. don't <laughs> the boy care. Died. The boy who way. died doesn't make sense. You know what, Laura? It's because you're a bad person. Well, okay, he is it's, not that, to it's live. not that I don't love Harry because I do. But no, 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 like, no, no, no. You, you're a bad person. For no, saying no, no. That. But I've and thought I'm about not. this for ages because everybody talks about how if Harry dies, it would just be horrible. If Harry lives, he shouldn't live because it's not realistic. I think it could go either way, and it honestly doesn't bother me to think about which outcome we get. I'm more bothered about characters like Ron and Neville because I love them and I'm terrified that they'll die. And That'll just like break my heart. But. I say, <laughs> I say, you love them, but you don't care, care about, about Harry. Of course, I care about Harry. Otherwise, <sighs> no, Laura, no, Laura, no, you just okay. You know what, Laura? <laughs> is this, is this Laura Mallory or Laura Thompson we're talking <laughs> yeah. to? Honestly, hey. oh, damn, I dialed the wrong number on Skype. <laughs> yeah. ah. Sorry, Laura, I had, no, I had to I, put that out there. I that, do really. love Harry, but I think I mean, and it'll be sad if he dies. I'm not saying it won't be. But I don't have a preference either way, I guess. I, I don't think he should die. Sad, I don't though. think he should live. So, uh, okay, I don't get this. How, how, why would it be sad? Because. That's what I don't get. Okay, <laughs> sad. Yeah, no, listen, listen. In many Someone cultures, in many cultures okay, in many cultures in the world, people celebrate death, okay? 
they say, yeah, oh my gosh, they're... It's not, it's not because, I mean, sure, they're, no, they don't they like celebrate it. celebrate death. It's a it's celebration of their life. life. Yeah. You mourn their death and, s- and celebrate no, their right. life. No, you, you, celebrate, you celebrate them going on to the next thing. Because w- would it be such a bad thing if Harry was reunited with his parents, with Sirius and with Dumbledore? Well, if you, believe in yeah, if you believe in the that, yeah. <laughs> he could just go into a, you know... You know, I don't know. Like, Dumbledore said death is not something to the person who's well prepared for, and again, it's not the but it, but it is worst it is, thing. Clearly, it, it, yeah, Dumbledore just well, that's, what Voldemort, that's what Voldemort fears. So definitely, it has to be the worst. Um, I think Voldemort's actually Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, damn. So, is that Michael or is that Ben? Second secret of the show. That was me being an idiot, doing <laughs> an idiot <laughs> voice. It did, yeah. Incidentally, <laughs> sound like Micah. <laughs> It did happen to. I know that's why. I, that's why I looked up. Going, did someone else get added? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second Welcome favorite. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the. I'm Mike Okay. <laughs> favorite job for Harry. Now, Laura, you've already mentioned you'd love him to work as a uh, a uh, hot dog hot dog vendor. Okay. So really, what if Harry survives and all evils vanquished and everyone lives happily ever after? What job do we want Harry to do? I would say teacher. Like everyone, everyone says or and stuff like that because that's what he wants to do. But I don't see him wanting to go back to the whole fighting now dark wizards after all well, of this. Well, I'm sorry to say that I've read book seven and he's a grave digger after he finishes. I think it would be great if he lived at yeah. Hogwarts. I don't think no, Harry I, I will have Kevin. a job if he lives. <laughs> actually, actually, he's a writer. Book. What called- happens after my life? Called Harry who, Potter's who, What who Happened. lives with me. <laughs> Harry Potter <Yeah>. 7. <laughs> and how, yeah. Who lived, who died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how the adventure finally how ended. How I finally got old. Um, no, I, I agree I agree with Kevin. I think it'd be cool if Harry was, like, a teacher. I, I'd be, I can totally see him being eventually, like, headmaster. Isn't that too obvious? Like, like that. I think, I think he's going to become all washed up. Didn't Joe say that none of the trio would be teachers, though? No. I thought she said, yeah, like, she one of them, but it wouldn't be Harry, so I was assuming it would be Hermione. Oh, uh, okay. I, I think, I'm pretty sure it was something like that. I thought she said think- one character. I don't think she specified it was a trio member, but I think I think oh, he's become maybe. the head of the aura department. I don't know. I don't. I think he's. I think what's going to happen is he's maybe he should be. He should become minister of magic. You know, he saved the know. world and all that stuff. But eventually, I think he's going to get washed up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, he will. Like, he'll he'll be do you remember what I did for you? Do you remember what I did? I saved the world. Hanging out in the hogshead. Yeah. Give me another fire whiskey. Yeah, the hogshead. Hang out in you know bars. Yeah, exactly. He'll smoke sixty a day. Hang out in all the you know pokey bars. Oh, one day people yeah. respected me. I, Look at me now. I can see that. Talking about the old days. Talking about that. The old days. Yeah, exactly. Um, Laura, I believe. Now, since Andrew can't be here, we have a her email. Of, I can't say it properly. Huh? Yeah, I know. How do you do it? It's like, way, it's like, huh? like <laughs> I can't quite do it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So uh, Andrew isn't here, so he can't do his, as you just said, that email of the week. So Laura, I, I believe you have one. Yeah, I was about, actually a- rave about. <laughs> laugh about more like but laugh about I, yeah. I was going through my inbox today and I found this because I hadn't because I mean sometimes whenever you get tons of emails you'll get some that are all about the same thing so you'll just read one or two of them to kind of get the gist and then if there's anything important you go back and you know read the rest of it but I found this one that had my name in the subject line and it says hey guys I love the show Jamie's awesome pickle okay so I have Aww. something I'd like to say you know what I'm just gonna be blunt 
I hate Laura. I just <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like her. She shoots down. I, I, I like I like this person already. <laughs> we we I love Laura, Laura. We all replied to this email. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard being the only girl, but I think Mugglecast is better off without her. Could Mikey B possibly take her place permanently? I mean, uh, I l- even better suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> I like. But Mikey. I love Laura. He's cool. Oh, I think the GoDaddy ads, etc., at the beginning of the podcast are too long. Could you just stick them in the show notes or something? Yes, of course. <laughs> anything else you want? Anything else you want? Do you want the uh, show move sort of two minutes later on on Sundays? Oh, but wait, or, wait, wait, uh, Jamie. Anything else? Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, I appreciate your time and effort that goes into this awesome podcast. Keep up the good oh, work. Isn't it nice? <laughs> No, see, so, Laura, my favorite what do you feel towards this person? Um, Time, well, see, I effort. Think that, <laughs> I, I think what do those that, words mean? <laughs> I think that, um, you know, just because Team. she asked so nicely, I'm just going to leave. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you've been planning just, it, haven't you, Laura? So you're yeah, going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bye, everybody. I, I hope you got what you wanted. She's gone. She's gone. She's off. Out. The moose disappeared. Not really, a but um, <laughs> uh. one of my favorite things, though, is um, c- can we move the GoDaddy ads so that we can start charging listeners to listen to the show? Yeah, you know, that, yeah way. that would be the problem. Yeah, that would be the only way we could pay for it. So, uh, yeah, sure, if you want to pay, that's fine. But, Laura, I think you should thank her for sending in this email because yeah. she, she took th- the time and effort to uh, send to, in this email. So you know, tell me how much. You shouldn't be too mean. Me. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I appreciate all feedback. <laughs> No matter how ridiculous. And, and let's go to some voicemails now. Laura? Hey, Mugglecasters. This is Tanya from the freezing cold Montreal, Canada right now. Last night, I was rereading Goblet of Fire, and I noticed that at the trial of Belichick and Mr. Crouch's son, Mr. Crouch says that <clears throat> they tortured the Longbottoms into insanity, but particularly Frank Longbottom because he had information of where Baltimore was. Do you think that he was the only or that really knew where Baltimore was? And do you think that he still has information that Harry needs to know? Thanks, and love the show. Hmm. Well, he's clearly a senior aura. Yeah. Long well, I doubt he remembers and, uh, it. his wife. Well, no, I doubt he remembers much, but, uh, you know, no, no, I think he was, uh, he and his wife were clearly, you know, senior auras in the uh, aura hierarchy. And um, I don't know. I just think that, uh, I don't know if you could say that he knew solely, you know, about Voldemort, but um, I think he was probably entrusted with uh, more information, and so they went for the top guy and girl rather than, you know, aiming lower. But I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think what she's asking is, is there any way that Harry could get any information from him at this point, or is he too damaged? I think it's too damaged. I mean, the memories and stuff still may be there, but we saw with Voldemort, he completely destroyed Bertha Jorkins when he got that information out of her. So, I mean, I don't know if you can destroy him yep. anymore. I know that sounds really bad, but I don't know if it's possible to destroy him anymore, but, you know, you have to leave him for dead, probably, if you broke their minds any more than they're already broken. But they're basically dead already. Are they worse than dead? Dead or not? I would say, I'd say so. so. Yeah, I would say so. Especially because of the way that Neville has to see them. Well, to him especially. That's true. Yeah, it's a to him especially. That's kind of Well, to, to his parents, they, they're not aware of their surroundings, so honestly, they might as well be dead. Well, are they not aware? Because uh, Alice always gives uh, Neville the gum wrapper, so they know it's he, something's well, different I mean, about this person coming to visit she them. She knows, <laughs> but... I just say, 
Yeah, go ahead. I love that theory that uh, people came up with. To be fair, I was an advocate of this as well until I found out that it was complete rubbish that um, she was passing him information in these gum wrappers. I thought that uh, was kind of cool too. Well, well, the evidence to this um, theory was, I think... It was (laughs) an anagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the... (laughs) Gold bribe beneath St. Mungo's or something. Gold bribe below St. Mungo's was an anagram of the gum name, you know, the, uh, and I thought that, uh, <laughs> how do you find an anagram? I just, I don't. If you're good at puzzles, I guess. You have way too much time on your hands. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> kind of like us. You're Ben Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, ben figures this stuff ben out. Ben so many anagrams, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's because he's a It's because he's a genius. He's a yeah, genius. He is. We, we just don't know that part of Ben. IQ of 230 isn't it, Ben? Well, isn't it true that like, people, people with it? IQs of 230 can't, like, walk? <laughs> I don't know if you can make that, that blanket claim, but I think, yeah, they... They, 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 they have other type of uh, disabilities once they're that smart. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of smart people have some uh, issues. That's ridiculous. Having like, not every, like not everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> he lacks basic social Kevin skills. an IQ of 3,497. Huge. He knows, he knows absolutely everything. Actually, uh, this is one thousand twenty-four, right, Kevin? <laughs> no, Ben. It, it used to be that. Oh, I see. Sorry, I get it now. <laughs> okay, Laura. Next voicemail. Hi, this is Lizzie from Melbourne, Australia. I was just thinking about when JK said that the last word is going to be chapter, or it's just the last word of the non-epilogue chapter, because you know, that can make quite a difference. Because then his son was born with the scar. I'm not sure. No, I don't know. So, um, if you, I could just, you could tell me what you'd like to say. Okay, okay. Chap, um, last chapter, I thought, I think she, she wouldn't talk well, about Well, didn't she the say the, the last word in the book would be Scar? Or? It would be Scar, yeah. Because. But you don't talk about the, uh. Yes, the epilogue is. Absolutely, you can Maybe talk both. About. Maybe it's both. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe every, maybe, maybe every, maybe, maybe every chapter is going to end with Scar. Yeah. No, or every, every sentence. It's like, just, <laughs> it's it's like Harry Scar <laughs> went Scar to Scar. The no, scar. Mikey, she couldn't think of anything to write, so she's just put 10,000 words of Scar. And you have to try and figure out the, the, the meaning just from that. That uh, could be fun. Well, I thought it was only 784, and it was just one word per page. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, scar <laughs> over and over again. Because <laughs> that's what I was told. But Wouldn't it be funny? Like, okay, I, seriously, I don't you think people, wouldn't you buy a copy if it had that? I would. I mean, I you know what I mean? Like, she, I'd buy two. I, yeah, I still would. Just to say I you would. had a, one of the would. Stark. Would you read it? Would you read it? Just every single page, yeah. Every single page. Yeah, of course. You couldn't say you Dude, I can speed read it. just go, scar. Just one big, you know, slip through real quick and say the word slow. How many people, if she hid, like... A load of details. A load of details on page three hundred and forty. How, how many people would actually read all the way through and then go and, and then sort of get to three forty and realize, or or would they just well, skip through and say, oh yeah, yeah. It's I would end up page. saying that most likely MuggleNet would end up posting that information, okay. and I jump straight sure. to that page. Well, it is your number one, you know, Harry Potter resource for top news. So, uh. of course it is. It's my favorite site. Oh, thank you, Mikey. <laughs> okay, Laura. Next voicemail. Hey, I was just listening to episode 784, and it reminded me that I have been having this theory for a while. I had just gotten a new jacket since my old one had worn out, and so I got it from the WB shop, and it is a spew jacket. And so I was wondering if this means that spew might actually be in the movie. 
because, I mean, it's just such a great part of the book, and so I think it would be great if they included it. So could you tell me what you think? Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Um, didn't they say it, it wasn't? It wasn't, yeah. I'm pretty sure they said it wasn't. Yeah, I don't really think that that means anything because I know that WB puts out a lot of Harry Potter merchandise and uh, some of it is just stuff from the books. Like, In general, they're just trying to sell stuff. So if they think people are going to like it, they're going to sell it. And it's a cool jacket with spew on it, you know. Yeah, I remember whenever, like, before the before the first movie came out, my friend and I were in the WB store, and there was a whole bunch of stuff in there, like, with different characters and stuff. They had a shirt that had Peeves on it, and so we <laughs> thought Peeves was going to be in the movie, <laughs> and he wasn't. And then, like, we bought... Well, what? No, he was. He was. Didn't he you see wasn't. him? I saw Pews. He's in every movie. Yeah, he is, Laura. You just aren't watching them close here. <laughs> You're just missing it, Laura. <laughs> she, she blanks out just as he comes yeah. on. It's like a subliminal Pews. And mo- I, you know, I think most fans blank out and don't see Pews. Yeah. I see him every time. Well, uh, he's always right there. It's only one frame, isn't it, Mikey? So you know, it's quite, yeah. it's quite hard to, to uh, you know. So it's, exactly, but as a film so student, like I tend to be one frame yeah, at a exactly, time for yeah. almost all my movies. So of course, I see him. Mikey watches every single movie uh, one frame at a one frame at a time. At a time. And, it takes you f- four weeks per movie, but you get every single detail. Every single thing. Oh, of course. I, I absorb all the detail. I'm like, ooh, look at the cinematography for this frame. And there's Peeves. He always just pops up at <laughs> one frame. He does. So, so it's like Fight Club. Yeah, well, exactly. It's I love Fight Club. He, exactly. he pops up and he has his arm around Harry's shoulder. And, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome. Everyone rewatch Philosopher's Stone because you, you'll see Peeves. You'll see yeah. Peeves in there. <laughs> okay, next one. <laughs> Hi, Mugglecasters. This is Kristen Stapleton, 15, from Seattle, Washington. And I was just rereading Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and I noticed something that I hadn't that I hadn't heard properly explained or mentioned throughout the rest of the series. Um, in the chapter, Hermione Grant Sirius has just gotten captured, and Harry and Ron and Hermione are in the hospital wing. This is before they go back in time, by the way. And Harry wakes and hears Snape and Dumbledore arguing. On page 286 of the UK Prisoner of of Azkaban Hardback Edition, Snape says, Sirius Black showed he was capable of murder at the age of 16. You haven't forgotten that, Headmaster. You haven't forgotten that he once tried to kill me. I immediately associated this with the Marauder scene in Order of the Phoenix. But then I realized that Snape didn't really get harmed in that disagreement, so I'm guessing he isn't referring to that. What do you guys think he's talking about here? Could Sirius not be as innocent as we all think? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, and I love you all, but Eric and Andrew are my favorite. Bye. Um, interesting. I don't think so, honestly. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's an interesting theory because we know that, especially between Sirius and Snape, there was a huge amount of animosity. But I think that he was talking about the werewolf thing just because if he had come upon Lupin, he most likely would have died. But he just thought that Sirius meant to kill kill him, him. but perhaps... Sirius didn't realize the implications yeah. of it being a bit dumb. Yeah, I think but. it's exactly, it's completely 100% something that Sirius would do. And he wouldn't do it with any intention of killing him. No. He was mostly just thinking, you know, scare the crap out of him, mainly, I think. I agree. Yep. Does anyone else have anything to say? And Well, it's just Snake, you know, as well. thinking that everyone's terrible and that because he tricked him, he wanted to kill him, you know. And uh, I don't think he's... You know, that yeah, man. I don't think he's that mean. Serious. serious is a nice guy. Well, was. actually, Mikey, he he was a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, wait! But I hear that if oh, you no, read no. between the lines in the books, he pops up every now That's and then, true. right? Yeah. If you read, yeah. If you read, well, you know, one, yeah, one, yeah, he only went through that veil, and exactly. that veil doesn't mean he's dead. 
So he's still around. Laura, we just have to. Laura, you know. if you go back to the Ministry of Magic, you can see well, his well, fingernails yeah. just over the edge of the veil, and he's hanging on for dear life. <laughs> and he's hoping that, that someone's going to come back and pick him over the edge. But no luck. But so they far. won't let Harry back. So. But, yeah. Well, Laura, Laura, you know those flip books where you yeah. have to flip the pages oh, no. really oh, fast. Yeah. You have to flip the pages really oh, fast. And he pops up. Where, you know, where it's like. Kevin, I, I think you meant those ones where it's like you come face to face with the monster to to turn and run, turn to page yeah. one hundred and sixty-one. <laughs> but uh, but you know, stand and fight. Did you guys ever read turn. those? Four. The Goosebumps Make Your Own Ending books. I love yeah. those. Oh. It's my favorite uh, we, thing. We, we, me and Andrew had a whole conversation about if R.L. Stein and J.K. Rowling would be a fight, awesome. who would win? It'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. Because like, come on, oh, do you remember the car, the TV show on yeah. Fox? Hi, I'm R.L. That used Stein. to freak me That'd out. That show did. Yeah, but <laughs> back to Goosebumps. I mean, yeah. Harry Potter. Are you afraid of the dark? Was scary. That, that show was, was awesome. Every I love really. that Mikey. show. Do you remember the one? Where yeah, I, I bought it for a hundred bucks on a DVD off eBay. Oh my God. Nineteen DVDs. Every episode 19. of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Do you remember the one yeah. where there's that creature that's hidden in the wall of the house and they recite an incantation and it comes out of the oh, wall? Oh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yeah. That I have never been so scared of anything, I don't think, in my entire life. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite episodes. And uh, the guy is getting sick because yeah. you know he's trying to do the incantation never, right back. But he wasn't using real yeah, silver. He was they were using a spoon steel. that wasn't silver. It's like Araboreus Lucridi, creature of darkness, come to me. So um, I, mean, I expected a thing to come on my wall here, and the thing to come out to get me just then. So, uh, how many episodes are there per disc? Uh, it's like five per disc. It, it's not a real version because Nickelodeon has never released the real version. But it's uh, some guy ended up downloading <gasps> them all or recording them and uh, selling it on material, eBay. Mikey. Mikey, um, no, I didn't, but I somehow stumbled he across pirated, it. Stumbled across not it. pirated. He bought pirated material. No, it's not. It's pirated. I bought, I bought I burned DVD discs. Mm. I bought burned discs. I thought they were blank when I purchased them um, for an, yeah, a, a lot yeah, of money. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, $100. And they happened to have some wonderful, wonderful old you Nickelodeon like, shows that I... Uh, Oh well, I guess I'll have to watch these. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ah oh, well, it's from Canada, so. Well, perhaps William Shatner sent them to you. <laughs> I know. Oh, I lo- how I love William Shatner in Canada. We're going to be in Canada soon, yeah, aren't yeah. we? Well, perhaps he'll be at prophecy. Oh yay! Hopefully. Oh, that would be amazing. Go on, Laura. Next one. Hey, Michael Kessler. This is Stephanie from Illinois, and I was just rereading Book Five, and on page one forty-three. In Chapter 8 of Called the Hearing, I found something kind of interesting. When Mrs. Sag is brought in to testify on Harry's behalf, she says that she lives in Little Winging. And Madame Bones replies, we have no record of any witch or wizard living in Little Winging other than Harry Potter. This situation has always been closely monitored given, given past events. I'm not really sure what this means, but could it possibly imply that someone has someone of the wizarding community has tried to attack Harry while he was staying at Proto Drive, but Dumbledore's magic that he invoked could have prevented it. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Well, it depends on what type of ancient magic it is. Do you think it's ancient magic that stops people knowing he's there or it stops you coming yeah, to, I don't to know. get him? I think it's the ancient magic that kind of continues the love that he has protecting him. Like, 
it kind of renews it, I suppose, like when he goes back there. He gets another That's year of love <laughs> protection. <laughs> of love, yeah. <laughs> His dose of love. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... No, I've always thought it's kind of weird, all these ancient magic things that only Dumbledore seems to be able to do. You know, he seems to know all these ancient magical spells that protect Harry. I wish that Joe would tell us more about them, because I think that yeah. they're pretty interesting. But, I mean, do you think that means that at one more. point, you know... Or, you know, multiple points. Maybe Death Eaters, other followers of Voldemort showed up at Privet Drive, tried to do something. Tried to do Harry and... They could... They had to have tried, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just you know, weird that Harry wouldn't know about it. It's kind of creepy when you think about it. I it don't is. think they've ever been. I honestly think they don't know where Harry goes over the summer. <laughs> he disguised himself as a postman. The Death Eater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that hard to figure out work, that that's yeah. where Harry goes. I mean, pretty much well, everybody knows. He lives I know, in and uncle. a lot of people know, but the thing is, what if one of the spells that are cast on there and because of the blood... Because, like, one, now that Voldemort has the bl- uh, Harry's blood running through him, that blood magic technically doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? What? But why does he still have to go back? to? Pr- for some, it's, it's some type of protection, and, and maybe that protection has kept the Death Eaters from actually finding out because they, you know, kind of like how think about the, you know, Dumbledore came up with the Mirror of Erised, only if someone wanted to get the stone but not use it. So if somebody you wanted I mean? to just talk to Harry Dude, but not kill Harry, him. They, could, <laughs> not, they know where he's at, but not kill yeah. him or harm him, it would be okay. You know, so, something like that. We, we just don't well, know. Well, do you think it means that and, uh, maybe I, Privet Drive is like unplottable or only certain people? Possibly. Yeah, that's it. possible. Again, only you know, only if you want to just contact Harry for the sake of contacting Harry, not to be a uh, that's interesting, not yeah. to be a you know what I mean, so, something like that. There's something there that I know we don't know, um, oh, and that's yeah. why there's never been you know, but it, that's why there's never been you know a Death Eater attack there. She has been it, you know, especially secretive about the uh, advanced magic that protects Harry, the advanced magic that sorry, ancient magic that protects Hogwarts, you know, all these kinds of things that only Dumbledore knows about, and perhaps that's been to build up that now he's gone, all these things collapse, and it really does come to Harry. Well, also, she's also been very tight-lipped about the whole uh, Grindelwald and uh, Dumbledore battle also, because the first thing you do when you go, you know, into any battles, you research the past, you find out what's worked, what hasn't worked, so you have some type of an idea, and that's like the only one that we really know about that took place... You know, previously with another dark wizard, and it was of course Dumbledore that's the one that fought against him. So it's like if we knew something there, maybe we know what to expect between Harry and Voldemort's battle. But we don't know anything there. We don't know anything. There's a lot that we're missing, and uh, I don't know if we're gonna get all the answers. I really don't. That's just reminded me about something, and I wanted to get you guys' uh, opinion on on this. I brought it up last show, and I want and I wanted to ask. Um, if Voldemort is tied to a chair, okay, completely tied up, he can't, uh, you know, he can't reach his wand, he can't do any magic at all. Could Dumbledore or Snape or any other wizard come in and kill him? Or does the prophecy? This was your you know, uh, minority report. It was. Thing, huh? It was minority report. Yeah. I actually just listened to that today. Oh, cool. I was stuck in traffic and I had my iPod. I was like, I'll listen to Jamie Rand today. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, Laura. You you can well, go first. Well, I was just saying that our on. next voicemail is actually about that. Oh, what do oh, you know? Well, why don't you read it? Because I have a response to that, because I wasn't on that show. So I have a response. But why don't you read your voicemail first? Hey, I'm this, this is Amanda from California, and I was listening to MuggleCast82. You're talking about could somebody else 
kill Voldemort once all the Horcruxes are destroyed. And what you guys overlooked was a, was in the sixth book um, when Dumbledore is talking about uh, about the prophecy to Harry. He he says that um, it will still take a wizard with uncommon skill, and he says that Harry has that uncommon skill because of the love that he still has no matter how much he suffered, and it's that love that will help him destroy Voldemort. And I don't believe anybody else has that special sort of love that, you know, Voldemort couldn't touch beforehand, and um, that that love will be what enables Harry to be the only person who can kill Voldemort. I love the show. Thanks. Bye. But doesn't that kind of preclude everyone else who have who has lost people? The reason Harry... Um, ah, I think I've drawn this uh, reference before, but I've drawn it again. Like in Prison Break, which you should all watch, by the way, because it's awesome. Michael Schofield, the lead character. That. You should, Mikey. It's, oh, 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 my God, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, the lead character, he, uh, because of his abused childhood, he is extremely empathetic towards people, and he can't, um, he can't sort of, like, stand other people's suffering. And it's like Harry, and that's born out of, you know, all, this, all the people close to him dying and seeing, you know, all these bad things happening. He feels empathetic towards people, and he... That's why he has this power of love. But you can't say that it's only Harry in the well, whole wizarding world who has that power. Other people have lost people too, so you know, and hate Voldemort for, for, for that same reason. Well, Jamie, I but think that Harry's there's something. I think there's something unique about Harry's situation that we don't know yet. I think that there's something about the Potters, maybe, that makes Harry's case unique. Like, I think that there's more of a connection than just Harry has the power of love to defeat Voldemort, I think there's definitely something else that Harry has that he's going to use against him. We just don't know what it is yet. Well, you know what? Actually, because of that, I actually wasn't sure about uh, Jamie's theory. You know, because the whole, like, pre, you know, predetermination, you know, uh, you know, if you knew your future, could you change it? Stuff like that. I actually just went back to the prophecy right now. I actually pulled it up. I have the book open. And it... And it says, you know, the, the key words are in there are vanquish. And I went and looked up the dictionary for it is defeat thoroughly, which could be, you know, he could defeat Voldemort thoroughly just by destroying the Horcrux and someone else can off him. So, you know, <laughs> so Ron could come by and just take like, Gryffindor's sword and chop his head off. That's but right. here's the, here's the part, here's the part right here. Um, uh, but either shall, must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. At the hand of the other. That kind of says, whoever that Voldemort marked, which is Harry, has to be the one to event, to off him, basically. So I'm sorry, Jamie. Oh, oh um, that, that, that sucks. It's the hand of the other. But, it's that right Mikey there. But couldn't, um, couldn't sort of run be about to kill him and Harry goes go on Ron you can do it you can do it and then he's died at Harry's hand because Harry's encouraged him to do it there you go I guess you know if that's how you but you know this is this thing is it's the interpretation it's a prophecy it is um, I, I definitely think I definitely think Harry's oh, the yeah, only one that would be able that. to destroy the Horcruxes oh definitely yeah yeah but uh, that final strike blow, I think anyone could do it if you know Voldemort was tied to a chair so, yeah. broken wand and Unconscious yeah. um, and dead. I think anyone could do it, but again, I don't think anyone would would do it unless Harry you know, flat out gave like a command order to it, or Harry did it himself. Do you know about these Horcruxes? Um, um, the thing that gets me is that Dumbledore, um, when they went to the cave, Harry had no idea what was going on. No, he was oblivious. You know, he didn't know anything, and he couldn't have found the boat. He couldn't have, you know, worked out to to give blood to get into the uh, inside. He couldn't have. W- 
worked out to drink the thing and even if he had what would have happened i i know it's going to be him who deals with the the horcruxes but i think it's going to have to be the problem solving minds of all of them put oh, together yeah. that oh yeah solves of the, course you know, rather than yeah actually actually uh that locket has started to give me a lot of uh questions um you guys have seen all the artwork for the different books right um if you take a look at the u.s artwork he's wearing the locket around his neck uh, I was just saying, and also the adult book cover has the locket on it. So I'm thinking that locket is a very significant yeah, Horcrux, just for that sake. Just for that sake, because why would it be a cover of the? Why would it be a picture of the locket versus a picture of Nagini or you know something? Why is that the Horcrux? And of course, when you go back, he's wearing that locket. It right is. There. It really is. You know what I mean? It's so, so Lord of the Rings. It's unbelievable. He's gonna throw it, it into you know. Godric's Hollow, it's... where where the adventure started, it's going to melt down. Hey, Mongo cast. Um, I don't like to do it. Yes, yeah. Episode seventy four or episode eighty two, which whichever one you prefer. And uh, I thought of two ideas. One was that when Dumbledore is talking to Malfoy, Snape used accumulancy to read Dumbledore's mind or get in there, and Dumbledore was telling Snape what to do and get here fast. And my second one was when Joe said that Dumbledore's death was more complex than it really was. She meant, maybe meant that Dumbledore in a prior duel might have killed someone and created a Horcrux then. Only one, maybe, and he's still out there somehow. Dumbledore's alive. Thank you. Um, no. Wow, that was very profound. No, but he's, no, he's no. no. Why would J.K. Rowling say <laughs> he's dead? Exactly. Dumbledore is yeah. dead. <laughs> Unless, you know. He is definitely dead. And also, creating a Horcrux, it's, as you know, it was a banned subject in, in, inside Hogwarts. He didn't want people talking about it. It's clearly an evil thing, and he'd never bring himself to do that. And he'd have to, he would have to kill someone. And, uh, you know, he just, I could never see him ever doing it. Ever. 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 Yeah, I don't no. think he would either. Yeah. I mean, Dumbledore, Dumbledore just to get that, that part of the question out of the way, I don't think Dumbledore killed anybody. I don't think he has a Horcrux. He's dead. I don't oh, know if sorry. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think I think he's killed, killed someone, somebody. Not, he doesn't. He doesn't kill for yeah. pleasure. Not, like not in order to those. use them as a Horcrux. I mean, maybe right, self right, defense. Right. Yeah, it, it, he did it out. He had, did. It, he, had he did it out of necessity. In the, in the, you know. Justifiable. It's, it's like killing. It's like killing Hitler. You know, yeah. kill one person, save fair. millions of lives. Fair, to be honest, you know, he, 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 it was Grindelwald. You know, yeah. Well, that's so. a very interesting thing. But for for another show, you, you know, the Grindelwald time frame, Nazi Germany, Hitler thing, very interesting. Nineteen forty-five. No, I mean, do you think that you, Snape and Dumbledore were communing? Were communicating I, via? That's very interesting. They were staring at it, each like other. A, yeah. Like like uh, Obi Wan and Luke run, Luke run. <laughs> yeah. you know, very. Uh, I, you know, I really don't. I, you know, they could have been, but I highly Mikey, doubt it. They, why would you know, Mikey? <laughs> yes. And then after he uh, avoided cadavered him, Dumbledore's cloak just fell to the ground, and he completely disappeared, and he didn't actually fly. Over <laughs> exactly. And and by destroying me now, I will become more powerful than you can ever imagine. You know, he's going to be there. You know. <laughs> No, I really don't think they were talking to each other via Aquamancy. But it says that... Um, um, no, this is from uh, memory, so I'm not sure. Doesn't it say that Snape looked at Dumbledore with a look of utmost revulsion on his face? And he actually says he, you know, stared at him, I think. Yeah. So it could be that he was sending him mind bullets. Well, but then he also, with that look, didn't he also... Wasn't Dumbledore also saying, please? Yeah, he was saying, saying Severus, please. Severus. please. 
Yeah. Yeah. So with that look, like I would say, Snape has just discussed that he has to kill Dumbledore, uh, yeah, and Dumbledore is, is pleading good, with him to it. kill him. Mm-hmm. Snape is I good. Think that's I agree. Snape is good. Of he is. He has to be good. Snape's if he's if he's good. bad, it's just like it, even if he's not good, he's out for himself. So he's going to end up helping Harry out regardless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, even if he is bad or out for himself, he's going to help Harry in the end. He yeah, he's got to. He still owes him a life. Help debt. the winner. Help the winner. I think, so. I think that is a good bet. One last point about communicating with Occlumency. Can you actually? Is can you? I mean, obviously you can send. You know, if you think someone, and then the other person picks up. But can you just talk like telepathically? Can you ha- have a conversation? You just walk I- I- into a room and you hear, "Hi, how are you?" <laughs> yes, I'm fine, thank you. Well, that's what we did in Vegas. Yeah. We, we, me, you, and oh, Ben we, were just talking like that. Yeah, 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 we, yeah we and, were, Andrew, and Andrew had no clue what we were saying about him. Yeah. So we're like, "Simsy, jeez, come on, join our conversation." <laughs> they couldn't figure it out. Um. No, he's been practicing though, Mikey. So hopefully he'll. Have, uh, so by prophecy, we'll be able to side. talk about. You know, we'll be able to yeah. do our record our own podcast in our heads. You know, talk <laughs> exactly, back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Laura, you have to catch up with us if you're going to want to yeah. be part of it. Start learning now. <laughs> Go to after school occlumency classes, and that wraps up our special uh, edition of Michael Cast. Uh, um, now I'm going to try and do an Andrew here and uh, do it in his voice. So uh, if you want to contact us, dial one one two eight twenty magic. Uh, if you want to write to us, write to P.O. Box something something. That's me, something, says Ben. Moundridge, what is it, Ben? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then P.O. Ben Box. Goes, Moundridge, California. It's Kansas, actually. Uh, I mean, Kansas. <laughs> California! Yeah. P.O. Box 223, Moundridge, Kansas 67107. If you want to contact us, go on our Facebook. Uh, that is the group MuggleCast. Or you can go on Frapper Map and see, because we love seeing all you people there. Or you can go on our MySpace. That is... MuggleCast fan, I think. I'm not actually sure. We've got 5,000 friends now, so, so go on there. If you want to call the Skype the username MuggleCast, but please keep your message under one minute and eliminate as much background noise as possible. I'm Andrew... I mean, I'm Jamie Lawrence. Wow, I got so into it there. It was unbelievable. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mikey B. See you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.